Welcome to the world of Rex. This is Marvel Rex. We are here to look at the weekly energy vibes for the week ahead. It is February, let's see, the 20th, February 20th to February 26th of 2023. Those are the days we're going to be checking out, doing the big overall themes for what is going on in our lives right now, archetypally and energetically, so that we can be better prepared to handle events as they arise in the matrix of our strange phenomenological reality. I'm here to help offer some guidance before we dive into a very Piscean week. It is going to be Pisces season. Here we go. The fishies. Before we dive into a very Pisces week, I want to share with everybody that you can support my channel either by booking a reading with me or gifting a reading to a friend who needs it, who's in a time of maybe crisis or is at a crossroads in their life, or if you just want to tell people about my services, that's amazing as well. I would love to connect with more folks and do more readings, especially, like I said, before March and April, where we ha start to have a lot of change points happening. Big motion here. So if you know someone who needs a little bit of guidance and wants to spend an hour with me, anyone who's gotten a reading with me uh, knows that generally I think it's a pretty good time. I think we have a great time together. I try to leave people with really grounded practical tips and tricks on how to work with the energies that they were born with, as well as navigate the transit energies that are happening this year, you know, next year, year ahead. So really trying to prepare people in a, a conscious and uh, graceful and careful way. So if that is interesting to you, there is a link in my show notes. I would love to have more folks reach out. So that would be great. Thank you. Okay. And so let's take a peek at the week ahead. We have uh, the new moon in Pisces happening it kind of happened on February 19th, and I got so excited during the Valentine's Day episode that I really just like was like, well, next week, I'll deal with the new moon next week. And it, this is a good time, especially if you're listening Monday, Tuesday. We are really, really deep in the Pisces, the new moon in Pisces. So what are new moons? Let's just talk about this for a second. I want to back up. New moons. So the moon has a 30-day cycle. Most of us know this, right? And, you know, to some degree, folks are like, hey, you know, the moon affects humanity. I think we all there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of fun articles in the world that are like the moon has nothing to do with human emotions like this is not science. And that I find that really funny because full moons, you know, they're obviously connected to the tides. We are made of water. So we are also, uh, you know, meat meat sacks that have internal tides and, you know, people tend to menstruate in the uh, with the moon cycle as well. So that's all those are all things that, you know, are generally common knowledge. So it's really important to pay attention to the moon because the new moon to the full moon 30-day cycle is is really important in terms of understanding um, peaks and uh, and dips in intensity of emotional intensity, especially when it comes to how the collective is dealing with things. So it's not just personal. It is also like, wow, when we enter the new moon of Pisces, we now know that there will be a new moon in Pisces, there will be a full moon in Virgo. And that is the Pisces-Virgo axis. It's always the opposite sign. The new moon always brings about the full moon in the opposite sign. We have blue moons. Little, we don't need to get technical there. But we know that every month there is an axis on the 12 zodiac wheel ac uh, cycle circle, right? The wheel. There is an axis that's being highlighted collectively for us to emotionally process together macro with the collective and of course if you know where Pisces falls in your chart if you know where Virgo falls in your chart you know okay 
This is the next lunar cycle. These are the big things that are coming to the fore for me to emotionally process. So knowing about new and full moons are really pra- like it's practical. It's like, okay, what are the themes that the moon, which is this really beautiful feminine lunar emotional body, is illuminating, especially when she's full. But even when she's new, there there is this like, hey, pay attention. Pay attention to these themes in your life. People who do planetary magic work, obviously, like a lot of witches, a lot of people work with the new and full moons. It's really powerful work. I have found it to be super, super helpful to make uh, crystallized intentions right around. I actually like to wait a few days after the new moon. Um, That's my personal preference. I like to actually see the sliver in the sky. But I like to make, uh, you know, really strong intentions around the themes of the signs specifically that the new moon's happening in. So that's really different depending on my relationship to it in my chart. And, of course, archetypally, each sign is unique and different. And there are different dreams and wishes and intentions to place in each sign. So we start Monday off with a new moon in Pisces. I mean, it's really brand spanking new here on the uh, Pacific, you know, Pacific Standard Time. We're talking California time. La La Land as, a, as where I reside. It is happening, uh, you know, for the folks in Europe, it's happening a lot uh, earlier. So it's, it's just certainly happening on the 19th for folks in the UK. And then it's happening late night. It technically happened like it began on Sunday, the 19th of February and is really rolling in and gaining momentum Monday, the 20th, and the 21st of February. If you were born around this period of time, I was, wink. This is really powerful to be born on a, or to have your birthday around a new moon. It means that the year is going to be a a major rebirth for you. So that's something to always like pay attention to when it comes to your birthday. If you have sensitive points at zero to three degrees of the mutable signs, Pisces, Virgo, Sagittarius, Gemini, if you have really sensitive points, sun, moon, rising, maybe even your Venus or your Saturn. These are, this is an important new moon for you. You can make some really healing new beginnings here. So knowing where Pisces falls in your chart, if you don't, you can always get a reading with me. We can walk through each lunation of the year if you want to. I can really help set you up for practical magic around each new and full moon. But this one is really special. This is a special new moon. I, I know I'm totally biased because I've got Pisces in my chart, but this is a really healing. Every year we get a Pisces new moon. And I mean, every year you get a new moon in every sign generally. The Pisces new moon is always very healing because Pisces is the sign of resting, sleeping, and rejuvenating. So it's generally a tender time. Monday, Tuesday, you know, the energy is very yin. It's very water. It's not... I mean, we do have Jupiter and Aries like kicking kicking stuff up. We're going to have Venus move really swiftly into Aries. But in general, we have a lot of water the first two days of the of the of the week. And with that new moon in Pisces, the best thing to do is actually to treat yourself like the exalted form of Pisces, which is to let yourself dream, daydream, rest, sleep and Ask for healing in whatever life part of your life you feel like you need healing in. If you know where Pisces falls in your chart, then you know where you can do a really deep, intentional prayer around healing, resting, rejuvenating, and and refreshing even on a deeply spiritual level. Pisces is the most spiritual of the signs. It is the last of the three moksha houses, which are the water, the water signs, the the fourth, eighth, and twelfth houses are the moksha houses. Very karmic, very emotional. 
have a lot to do with uh, moving in between worlds and between lifetimes. There's a lot of heaviness in these signs, but they also literally without emotions, we have no impetus to do anything. We always have to feel something to get off our ass, right? So they're so essential. And Pisces is the most diffused and perhaps the deepest of the water signs in the sense that it really is like completely transpersonal. So when you when you meet a Pisces sun, when you meet a Pisces moon or a Pisces rising, they are very their their personality is inherently diffused. That that is not to say that they don't have a personality. They have many, 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 many personalities. So this new moon has a diffused and a very spiritual quality to it where you can get in touch with sides of yourself that perhaps you were afraid of or perhaps you were like wow I didn't know I was this dynamic like you know the like a just a rolling river I have all these like pebbles inside of me I have all these these inklings it's a really wonderful time to prayer to pray like to have a prayer to give yourself a prayer to say a silent prayer or a prayer out loud Monday Tuesday especially I mean I would I would work personally I would work with this new moon Tuesday Wednesday yeah, I would work with this new moon Tuesday, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Really nice, really nice. The moon moves into Aries by Tuesday, but that's when we're going to start to get a little bit. It's like if you have a new moon intention where you're like, okay, this is an area that I want to heal in my life, or this is an area where I want a depth of spirituality or a depth of artistry. I, f- I failed to mention that Pisces rules the arts, and actually Pisces is ruled by Neptune, which rules film. So there's so much around film and cinema with Pisces. So if you have a, an intention around anything to do with the arts or film, uh, spirituality, healing, rejuvenation, really you can start to say those Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I like Tuesday because you get that spark from Aries that says, okay, you said the prayer. Let's let's give even a little bit more mojo, a little bit more fire energy into this prayer. So really standing by it the first three days of the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and saying out loud or to yourself or writing or even writing on a piece of paper and burning it on the when the moon moves into Aries on Tuesday, like really powerful work here. And the reason I'm talking about this, I'm not going to talk about every new moon like this, but this is just such a Pisces is the one sign that is it's so emotionally deep. And it's so much centered around what is your dream because there's infinite possibility in the house of Pisces. There is infinite possibility in the 12th house. A mentor of mine called it Mary Poppins bag of tricks. Like you never know what's going to be inside or like Hermione Granger's, you know, sorry, I'm bringing up Harry Potter, but Hermione Granger's, uh, she's got that bag that's just like infinitely deep and she can pull anything out of the bag. She can pull like a house out of the bag, right? The 12th house contains everything. It is all the subconscious, all of the unconscious. It's the Elysian fields. It is uh, the the mists of Avalon. It really is places that are sort of like indeterminate or contain multitudes, which is why, you know, Pisces sometimes gets a rap for being like dreamy and, and a space cadet. But Pisces really are tapped into everything. That's kind of why it's so diffused. Pisces really feel everything. So this this new moon carries with it the potential for anything. So be mindful. What are you calling in? Like, and, and, and really be idealistic about it. That's in ancient astrology, uh, medieval astrology, Pisces is ruled by Jupiter. So it has two rulers now in modern astrology, Neptune and Jupiter. But if you go back far enough, it's only Jupiter that rules Pisces. And Jupiter is like Tigger energy, good luck energy. Let's go. Let's go as big and as bold and as bright as we can. So that is available on this new moon. 
Now, when we're looking at astrology and we're looking at a new moon, we look to see where is the ruler of the new moon happening. So the moon always answers to somebody in the sky wherever she's having. When she's having a new moon, which means the sun is with her, the sun is basically refreshing her. She's being refreshed or she's refreshing the sun, however you want to look at it. They're both starting on a blank slate together. The masculine and feminine energies, the luminaries. Unless she's in cancer, which is her domain, therefore when she's in cancer, she's only answering to herself. But otherwise, she's answering to another planet. It's always important to know, okay, Newman and Pisces. Oh, she's answering to Jupiter because Pisces is ruled by Jupiter. So now we know, oh, it's a Jupiter new moon. Underneath all the things I just said about Pisces, it's a Jupiter new moon. And Jupiter is literally like blessings, God, good luck, like happy, jolly God, Santa Claus. I always think of like Jupiter as like Santa Claus. <laughs> um, sorry to use just anyway, an, Amer- <laughs> uh, an American commercial holiday. But, you know, a very happy, jolly, like, yes, you can have that. That's great. Let's do it. You know, I'm the big ball of gas. I'm really happy to be here. That's Jupiter. He is in Aries right now. He's pretty close to Chiron. So there's a there's an ouchy ouchy here with the dream. So the dream might be there might be parts of the dream that came about through painful perceptions, painful realizations, or there's some element where you're like, I really want this, but facing the fact that I want this hurts, which often what we desire is is especially if we desire it a lot with the depth of Pisces, there's usually pain associated with, you know, okay, I really want this thing and wow, I have to like face that part of myself or this is going to affect my relationships or et cetera. So having a desire always comes with some sort of, you know, generally like a little bit of an edge and that's definitely present with Chiron there. But the flip side is that Jupiter is a benefic, so he's a good luck planet, happy planet for the most part. Being so close to Chiron, the wound in Aries is like, hey, Let's make a dream Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Let's make a prayer Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday that heals our, like heals a wound, heals Chiron, blesses Chiron. What is Aries? Aries is the self, the individual. It it is absolutely like, you know, going for what you really desire and what you need as, as a specific person, which, you know, is, is always a, it's always a fraught conversation nowadays because we have a, we live in a hyper individual society here in the West. So it's always like the moment I bring it up, people get a little bit immediately unconsciously or subconsciously like, Ooh, individualism. Aries is the individual. It is literally the one sign that's like, I am, I am, this is me. (laughs) And with the Lord of this new moon, Jupiter, in Aries, there is an element of actually facing what you really need. What do you really need? If you know where Aries falls in your chart, this is extremely helpful. This is extremely helpful. Um, Because then you know, okay, oh, it's in my fifth house. If you're a Sagittarius rising, it's in my fifth house. That's my childhood. Okay, that's also my relationship to my lovers. That's my relationship to pleasure, joy, and parenting, pregnancy, right? So you know, okay, that's where the, those that's where that dream can be sort of focused on or centered around, or there can be healing there, right? Uh, if you're another sign, let's say that you're a Pisces rising, right? If this or a Pisces sun, if this is your new moon, then this is a healing in your house of uh, your self-esteem, what you are worth, your in, your resources that you work for yourself, how you feel you should be uh, honored for your labor, like what you should be paid for your labor, etc. So there is some healing. It's, it's just like a juicy new moon. There's so much healing potential here. 
you know, and if you don't know where this new moon falls, like hit me up. We can talk about it. I will absolutely do a reading around this new moon. This is one of the the most workable new moons in, in a sign that the moon likes to be in Pisces because it's really tender and it's in good form with cancer, which is where the moon likes to be. So Pisces is a wonderful place for the moon. So the moon is happy to be having a new moon lunation here. Jupiter is a good luck, happy, happy dude. He's an Aries, which is, you know, highly competitive and highly individual, but that's part of the work we're doing right now. The North Node is about to move into Aries midway through the year. When the North Node of Destiny moves into Aries, we're all going to be asked, hey, am I doing this? Am I living my life for me or am I living my life for other people's expectations? Am I you know, hiding parts of who I am to fit in. And it is a dance. It is tension. There's tension inherent within a social dynamic because we all, we don't want to get kicked out of our tribes, right? We don't want to get rejected or alienated. But there is a massive emphasis on really understanding and ascertaining who we are in this lifetime and like boldly and courageously going for things that we want as long as they don't hurt other people, right? That's the big caveat. So we're getting clear. This is the beginning in a lot of ways, this new moon. I don't really count the new moons before this because they were just so deep. They were so deep in Saturn. I don't even care. I'm just like Capricorn new moon, Aquarius new moon. Like they were both answering to Saturn. Wah, wah, like sad times. I can't wait for Saturn to be out of Aquarius. It's the end of my Saturn return. Like, please leave. (laughs) Anyway, that's me ranting. But this is the first lunation of the year that is responding to a planet, Jupiter, that is expansive. That is like, let me help you out. It's like... You know, if you've been drowning over the last two new moons, which, you know, for me are are particularly tough because they activate my 12th house, but those new moons could have felt really like heavy loads, like big responsibilities. Oh, I don't want to do that. And this is the first new moon of the year, February 20th, February 21st, February 22nd, where you can really plant a goddamn seed. There is a light in the dark. You know, I was just watching... um, I was watching Lord of the Rings last night, which I do when I'm feeling sad. And I was watching The Return of the King. And of course, there's this really like I read the books, so it's all very vivid to me. And I know all the lines in the movies. It's really anyway, whatever. But Frodo and Sam end up in the cave right outside of Mordor. This is one of their final pit stops before he literally puts the ring in the fire, right? Like he's about to get there. And then of course, you know, Schmeagol slash Gollum like tricks them and takes them into this cave where Shelob, the spider, there's this giant spider. Harry Potter ripped off so much from Lord of the Rings. Anyway, there's this giant spider named Shelob and she, you know, kills anything that enters her cave. But, of course, the elves gave Frodo this beautiful tear-shaped, like, magical luminescent flashlight. Like, it's this sort of, like, orb that just shines bright in dark places. And it literally, like, um, the elf uh, Kate Blanchett's character, mm, love... You know, she's she's like, you know, shine these in the dark when it's in the dark places. When you're in most in the dark, this is when this will light up. It's very much Harry Potter stole it. I mean, this is like completely J.K. Rowling stole this. It's the same thing in, in Harry Potter. Anyway, this happens and they're able to defeat Shelob, especially Sam. Sam comes in this moment and really helps Frodo out and puts the light up and, this, and really doesn't kill Shelob, but... I think really maims, like does some damage and then Shelob scuttles away. And this is what this new moon is in a lot of ways. It's that tear shaped luminescent, you know, bioluminescent flashlight. <laughs> it's the, it's the flashlight in the dark. It is really this light that shines in one of the darkest places. 
on the in the northern hemisphere, we are exiting winter with this new moon. So this new moon marks the very moment, the precipice of entering into springtime. Like we're not quite there yet, but we're just beginning. It's cracked open. Not for the you know not for the southern hemisphere, but from the northern hemisphere perspective of which you know Western astrology is based off of. This is this moment. This is this moment of hope. It is a light in the dark. In the dark winter, this is the first lunation of the year. That's like, hey, you have a dream? You have a prayer? There is there something you really, really want? Is there something you really want to work out? And maybe it's about something that feels hopeless. I mean, that's very uh, possible. Pisces is sort of this, it's an extremely magical sign because it is the light in the darkest places. You know, Sam is looking in this moment in the in the cave with Shelob. Shelob actually uh, pokes Frodo and Sam believes that he's dead. Sam actually is like, oh my God, Frodo's dead. Like the, the spider killed my, my best friend slash the hero of the movie. And so the orcs come and take Frodo's body away and the orcs go, oh, he's not dead. And Sam's standing there and he's like, he's hiding. And he's like, oh shit, I'm what a fool. Like I, I thought my best friend was dead. And there's this magical quality. This is why I just love this metaphor. There's this magical quality where it's like the moment you think all hope is lost, here's the new moon in Pisces. So I would, I would really ask folks to stretch your imagination or stretch your perception this week towards something that seems like impossible because Pisces is the one sign that makes dreams reality. It is the sign that's like, oh yeah, you think that's impossible? Let's make it happen. We're going to do it in this really non-linear weird way that we never anticipated. And it's going to be super romantic. So that the beginning of that is available. Now a new moon takes sometimes two weeks, sometimes six months to come to fruition. Those are the two cycles. Two weeks is to the full moon. Six months is to the, the next full moon in Pisces, six months away from now during Virgo season. So it could be two weeks, could be six months, but damn it, y'all, plant the dream. Plant the dream Monday, Tuesday, you know? Like really just honor yourself and, and ask yourself, what do I really need right now? What needs healing in my life? If you know where Pisces falls in your chart or Aries falls in your chart, this is where some major healing can happen for you. And just re- like really honor that. Give yourself some time Monday, Tuesday to like go on a walk or take some time alone to like say that prayer. Or tell that prayer to somebody, or or if it's interrelational, if you need to, if you want to heal a relationship, talk to that person. Tell them you love them. You know, approach them with the air of Pisces and the air of Jupiter, and that is the air of um, generosity, grace, gratitude, uh, spiritual depth, a non-egoic perspective. That's like the best way to approach Monday, Tuesday in general. It starts to, you know, the week starts to heat up right after that because we get this really big, like even by Tuesday, we have this massive Aries stellium. So we're already getting, this is an interesting week, y'all. It's subtle, but it's, it. there's some clues, you know, there's some blues clues this week, everybody, because <laughs> Monday and Tuesday, especially Tuesday, oof, Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, they are two days. Yeah, I'm going to actually say the 21st and the 22nd are these interesting blues clues like uh, dropping the breadcrumbs for the eclipse that's going to happen, the first eclipse of the year that's going to happen on 420. Mm -hmm. There is an eclipse happening on 420, April 20th. So just keep an eye on, especially with Aries, this is about what you need or where you need to be first. So that's something that I, I always talk with clients. Wherever Aries is in your chart, 
that's an area of your life where you need to be first or you need to fight for it. You're willing to fight for it. That's the domain and it's a healthy domain. People get a little weird. They're like, what are you don't, why are you telling me to be selfish? Like, why are you telling me to fight? And I'm like, look, uh, you know, I've worked with people with a lot of Aries placements, which is Tuesday, Wednesday. That's the energy in the sky. It'll be affecting all of us. I was in a long-term relationship with someone who has an Aries stellium. I can tell you like, Fighting is the love language, y'all. I mean, I've, I was in a six-year relationship with someone who had Venus and Aries. <laughs> like, her love language is fighting. And I'm not advocating for, of course, violence in any kind, but there's an element of conflict that is healthy for Aries because it's saying, hey, we're trying to achieve something new here. That's the goal of Aries. It's like, let's do something new. Let's do something first. Like, let's go. And that sometimes, you know, comes with conflict and movement. I find it to be rather... It's a rather buoyed level of movement and conflict in the sense that the conflict, I think, will be easier to handle because we have two benefics. We have benefics uh, being Venus and Jupiter, which are, again, soothing energies, good luck energies. They're coming into Aries and they're like, yes, 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 we want to be first. We want to do these things. We need to be competitive. We need to be uh, sexual, aggressive, libidinal, all these mar- you know, Aries things. And... They're also kind of like smoothing out the rough edges. And Aries can be real rough. So it's nice to have some smoothing out of the edges here on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. They're all answering to mm-hmm, Mars and Gemini because Mars rules Aries. So you see this uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, it's like you might feel like you have more energy to get stuff done. You might be more competitive. You might be more prone to anger, which is definitely Aries. Um, but it's it's all trying to show you where you need to be advocating for yourself and where you maybe are abandoning yourself or giving up your own energy for other people. So Aries starts to really focus on the self Tuesday, Wednesday, and answering to Mars and Gemini is like, uh, well, <laughs> Ooh, I'm, I'm, mm, I'm done with Mars and Gemini. I think a lot of us are. He's been there since uh, September. It's been a long time when that we've had this like trisexual I, I just find you know I keep thinking of Batman and Robin with Mars and Gemini it's but I really think Robin Robin's like well we all know Robin's you know trisexual uh, or at least bisexual um, but it's this sort of energy of like you know there's an acrobatic quality a flexibility to Mars and Gemini and what I mean by that is like people are trying new things for sure people are trying different strategies in what wherever Gemini falls in their chart but the fact that all these planets in Aries are answering to Mars and Gemini, you could really be, a lot of folks could be like weighing multiple options in their life right now. That's very, very clear from the chart. A lot of folks might be like, who I could do this. I could do that. I could do this. I could also do that plus this. There isn't quite a landing yet. We are going to start major landing point March 25th. So just mark that date in your life, in, the, in your calendars, because March 25th is when Mars moves the hell out of Gemini and into Cancer. And we won't have to worry about this level of just like, well, it could be like a million things, right? There's an ADHD-like quality to Mars and Gemini or just like really weighing out the details, um, trying to figure out, you know, six situations and seeing which one's the best. It can be a little bit of analysis paralysis too. So just keep that in mind. I think the thing that is important here is that Mars is ultimately answering to Mercury in Aquarius. Mercury is answering to Saturn. So we are asking or testing the structures of our life, and we're trying new approaches, especially in communication. We're trying new approaches 
around, hey, like this is who I want to be or who I am. So a lot of people are coming out in a lot of ways and saying this is who I truly am. And because this all lands on Saturn and Aquarius, it's like, who am I given the, the current structures of my life and given where I want to go in the future, the future structures of my life? And how can I align those? How can I, you know, choose to communicate differently or approach my life differently? Mars and Gemini trying new, new strategies towards entering into structures that really support my future and allow me to be more involved in communities and networks too, right? That's the Aquarius bit is like, we are re-socializing. I, I had a, a woman in my acting class be like, I haven't really gotten the like re-socializing yet. She like admitted it in front of the class and I was like, oh, that's just the way she said it. I was like, oh yeah, totally. Like we're all still integrating into like opening up and opening up emotionally after like a really traumatic global event in 2020. And of course there's traumatic global events happening every single day. Um, but that one was particularly acute because we all had to really like, isolate ourselves so luckily like i said march 7th saturn moves out of aquarius and into pisces and we're going to have a new dawn it's going to be a really big new dawn and actually this new moon is giving us a glimpse because it's happening at the same degree this new moon is like wink here's saturn coming into pisces here's a brand new dawn here's the light in the cave when you thought the cave was going to close forever you thought you're going to get killed by the spider here is the light at the end of the tunnel. So there's a crack here on Monday, Tuesday that's so beautiful. And we're still we're still breaking down. A lot of planets are at the anoretic degree, which means they're at the final degrees of signs, moving, waiting, like oh, Pluto is waiting to move into Aquarius. Saturn is waiting to move into Pisces. Venus just moved into Aries. So there's a lot of new beginnings right now, y'all. So if your life feels like you're stuck in Shelob's cave and you're like, where's the spider? It's going to come kill me. Um, there's a, there is a light. And, and really with Pisces, I'm going to sound so woo-woo here, but just that's Pisces. I'm just going to channel the energy of Pisces. The light is within you. The light is within you. Even in the darkest moments, you can find your little tear-shaped bioluminescent light. It's there. And it really is connected to the dream and the dream is like, what do I really want for my life? Like, if I could just tap my shoes and make it happen, like, what would I be dreaming for? You can really speak this to the universe right now because the universe is astrologically and energetically listening to the dream. And it's not actually super concerned with the logistics of how to get there. So for all of my Virgos or my Capricorns who are listening or even my, you know, Tauruses or... <laughs> my Geminis who are listening that are like, how, how is this going to happen? Like, how are you going to do it? Well, it doesn't matter on a Pisces new moon. It doesn't actually matter how logistically you get there. You just need to put the dream out over the next couple days. Put it out there. Make it big. Make it beautiful, bright, and and like every color of the rainbow. Just put it out there. And it will it will really start to come to fruition once Saturn moves into Pisces on March 7th and Saturn will be in Pisces for two and a half years. And, and like a lot of my mentors have said, you know, Saturn and Pisces is making dreams reality because Saturn is reality and Pisces is dreams. So we're about to enter this massive, like it's a lot, there's a lot of potential here. And of course, I'm not really talking about any of the shadow side right now because there's plenty of shadow side to Saturn and Pisces and to Pisces in general. The shadow side of Pisces is totally real. I know it personally. And I'm just saying, like, let's focus on putting out some really, like, 
uh, truly authentic to you, right? There's an in individual authenticity to your dreams, putting them out there, putting those specific you level dreams, right? These are your dreams, putting them out there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and having courage with how you're expressing them and having courage with uh, put like literally letting yourself desire the thing you want. I mean, I think that's really baseline here. Wow, I talked a lot about that. I had more time today to really get into it. It feels nice. It feels really, really good. The week starts to get a little like, oh, it's so funny. It's just so funny. Astrology is hilarious. The storyline is always so funny because, you know, Thursday rolls around and it's kind of late night on Thursday. We have the sun in Aries or the moon, sorry, rather the moon in Aries squaring Pluto. So this happens once a month. That's a normal thing. But, you know, there's this moment where it's like coming off, you know, you're feeling really good. You're coming off this juicy new moon in Pisces. You said your dreams. You're like, yes, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Wow, feels so good to like let myself desire something that I really want and like ask for healing in this area of my life. I'm ready to move forward. The COVID season's almost over, like Marvel said. And then boom, Wednesday, uh, sorry, Thursday, February 23rd for PST folks there is that moon square Pluto. So there's a little bit of a crunch. It's happening more so in the evening time on Thursday. So just take really good. I'm going to be in acting class. going to be so intense. Oh my gosh. People are going to be so intense. Um, it's, it is going to be intense. A, a square to Pluto from the moon is always really, really intense. There's usually feelings of like, it's all the late degree Capricorn stuff. So it's feelings around the father, patriarchy, late capitalism, um, hierarchical structures, breaking down hierarchical structures, leaving late capitalism, all the ways in which we are inundated and brainwashed to feel guilty when we don't work, uh, to feel guilty when we don't make a certain amount of money. I mean, this is all the real shadow. This is Pluto at the last degree of Capricorn. This is like, this is the Pluto return of the U.S., which has been the like leading imperialist country for a long time now. So it's a, this is a, it's it's intense. I'm not going to lie. Like Thursday evening, if intense feelings come up, especially because the moon is in Aries. So the moon is the moon in Aries is like you just spoke your dream, right? You're like, I desire this thing. Thursday evening could roll around and you could be faced with either a repercussion of speaking your desire or <laughs> I don't want to scare people out of saying their desires, though. Really, I want you to say, your please, please speak your dreams this week. This is the best time to speak your dreams literally all year. Please speak your dreams this week. And Thursday could offer some opposition or some sort of like, you know, Pluto offers depth too. Pluto's like, okay, do you really want this thing? It's going to require that you change X, Y, and Z. And I know that scares the shit out of you because I'm Pluto. I'm the Lord of the underworld, right? So Pluto's got that like, oh, you want to do it? You got to come down to hell to figure out, you know, find that lost locket that you got to bring back up so you could show everybody that this is what you really want. So there's always tests. There's one on Thursday evening. So just take really good care of yourself during that period of time. Things mellow out significantly the moment that the moon moves into Taurus. I mean, I don't know. Is it significant? Because anytime the moon's in Taurus right now, she's talking to the North Node in Uranus, which is not really chill. None of the Tauruses have been very chill since 2019, which is when Uranus moved right on into Taurus and shook the bull, shook the bull from its uh, slumber. So the moon, at, at the very least, the moon gets away from Pluto on Friday. It's in Taurus, so there's a lot of emphasis with that north node there and Uranus there. There's a lot of emphasis around resources, um, scarcity mentality, money, finances, having enough. Um, if you know where Taurus falls in your chart, very helpful to understand what's happening here. Regardless, there's a lot around do I feel safe, do I feel secure, right? 
So that's a good question to ask yourself on Friday. You might be interacting with Tauruses. If you are a Taurus, then you're just really, you're feeling, this is a good day for all the Tauruses out there to really feel into like, am I letting myself pursue my dream? Do I feel like there's like, am I heading towards healing in my life, especially in the areas where I'm really desiring healing? Um, that's a really great question for the Tauruses. And in general, you know, the second house, which is Taurus's domain, rules self-esteem. So Friday is a good time to ask, like, do I feel supported by the universe? And if I don't feel supported by the universe, what is my relationship to my self-esteem? Because that's sending out an energetic signature uh, that's, you know, magnetizing situations to you. So it's important to say, like, oh, do, do I love myself? That's, that's a big Taurus question. Do I love myself? Do I take care of myself? Big, big Taurus questions. So that's Friday. The moon is still in Taurus on Saturday. So like the other thing I love to say about my Taurus moon days is just really treat yourself to a good meal, uh, some nice candlelight, some lotion. Like if you need to do some like window shopping, these are all wonderful Taurus things because they're very sensual. So engaging with your five senses on Friday and Saturday is really lovely. I don't know if there's much happening in the sky. I mean, we're about to have Venus and Jupiter conjoin in Aries, but we're not quite there yet. We're in Pisces season, so this is just a really spiritual time in general. So really diving into a yoga practice, diving into a meditation practice during Pisces season, really focusing on your dreams and being a little bit rose-colored glasses. It doesn't hurt anybody for a month. You could do it for a month. I don't recommend doing it all year. I'm a Pisces sun. I try not to do it all year. But, you know, for a month, you can let yourself be really idealistic. From February 20th to February uh, to March 20th, let yourself be like like purging spiritually, purging emotionally and, and mental health wise, and then like letting, like calling in abundance, calling in idealism, like over idealism, over optimism, just like, yes, my life, like really talking yourself up. There's that SNL skit. Who is it? Is it, um, why do I want to say it's Carrot Top? Cause it's not Carrot Top. It's, it's, there's an SNL skit where they're like, he's looking in the mirror and he's like, He's like, you're the best. You could do it. Like, there's this whole skit where he's like talking himself up. He's like, and you are the best. You're the man. Like, I, I, I'm completely butchering it, but there's an amazing SNL speech. Someone knows what I'm talking about. That's the vibe of Pisces season. It's like you kind of have to just like talk yourself up a lot, even if you don't believe it. Just be like, this is great. I'm, I'm gonna figure it out. No worries. Like, I don't have the logistics, but like. <laughs> By hell or high water, God's going to step in. The universe is going to step in. I'm going to perform some magic. There's going to be that light in Shelob's cave. We're figuring it out. So that's the vibe for the whole month, really, archetypally. And because Venus and, and Jupiter are together in Aries during Pisces season, I really I really like this, y'all. Like, this is a very nice signature. Do I wish they weren't answering to Mars and Gemini? Kind of, because Mars and Gemini has been a little rowdy. But regardless, we're healing some stuff from that Mars retrograde from October 31st to January 12th. And regardless, Mars and Gemini says, hey, try new things in the realm of your dreams and desires, your personal dreams and desires. Find new ways of doing that. Find new ways of communicating. Find new ways of strategizing in your life or approaching things. So there's a lot of newness, and I, I like it. It's all month long. And because Venus and Jupiter are together, there's just a good luck signature. I wouldn't be... Pisces has a tendency, the shadow side of Pisces has a tendency to isolate. And unless you got a reading with me and I said, hey, please isolate, because some of you I do tell that. I'm like, it's time for you to rest and recharge. Unless I gave you a reading and said that, for most folks, even though Pisces season usually is a time where people are more internal, right before spring, right before Aries season, 
this month is so juicy with all this Aries energy that I would actually say like people should be putting themselves out there this month, starting February 20th onward, like really trying to go for the gold and actually pushing yourself. Aries is all about pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. So really trying to like um, one thing that one of my um, fellow astrologers said about <laughs> about Venus and Aries was <laughs> I mean, I'm going to repeat it because I thought it was so funny. He was like. He was like, just it's Venus and Aries. He's like, Venus and Aries. It's like lying on the resume. You just like, I don't, you, people are like, can you sing? Yeah. Can you dance? Yeah. Can you do karate? Yeah. Can you ride a horse? Yeah. Can you shoot an air, bow and arrow? Yeah. Like Venus and Aries is like, by, you know, I'm going to get the job no matter what. I'm going to lie on the resume. I thought that was hilarious. I'm not advocating that anyone necessarily lie on their resume. But if someone says, hey, can you do this? And you're like, I don't know if I can do that. Just be like, yeah. And in, in the back of your head, I'll figure it out. You know, <laughs> this is an amazing. This actually that perfectly encapsulates this week. the 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 Venus plus, uh, not Venus, sorry, the Pisces plus Aries energy is. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. I don't know how to do that. I'm gonna figure it out. That's exactly what that energy is. So I would uh, advocate for that all year, or not all year, all month for everybody. I would advocate all month, February twentieth to March twentieth, and definitely as we enter airy season go for your go for your gold please um get on that horse and ride into the sunset go for go for what you want but definitely this is the beginning of hope the last two new moons in capricorn and aquarius were like mm, uh, kind of heavy responsibility tying up loose ends kind of new moons this is the first emotional rebirth that we're having in 2023 that has an iota an iota of optimism and and this is a big dose of optimism, actually. This is the light in the cave when you thought all hope was lost and you thought Frodo was dead. This is like, you're like, oh, the thing isn't dead. Okay, there's hope. So I hope this is really helpful for everyone. I think we end our week on Sunday, the 26th, with that moon entering Gemini coming in tomorrow. So that'll be interesting. But I think that at the, you know, Sunday at the very least will be a social day. It's a day to talk to people, talk to people on the phone, see siblings, see chosen family. Um, you know, social media might be really active with the moon in Gemini. Lots of, of just socializing in general. So it's a good time to just be out in the world. I think it's quite nice, actually. Yeah, there's some nice air energy happening there. We'll see. The moon's going to be square. Eh, I'm not worried about it. Yep, Sunday's chill. I would say Sunday's pretty chill. And um, it's a good time to talk about maybe what... Share. share. Sunday would be a really beautiful day to share with somebody like what your desires are. Start like coming out. Like, I'm coming out. It's a really great time to just be like, yeah, this is what I really want. You know, I don't think you should do it with everybody because it kind of decreases the energy behind the intention. If you start telling everybody what you want before you get it, that can be not great in terms of like manifestation and stuff like that. But Sunday, you could talk to a trusted person or just be like, hey, can I share this idea with you that I got? And there could be some really interesting insights. You know, moon and Mars and, and Gemini. There could be interesting insights, different strategies around how to achieve the goals. So this is all very good. I would say that overall this week, we're starting to see the beginning of the North Node and Aries journey here. This is just so interesting to me. And the North Node and Aries for the collective, for all of us, is going to last you know, for a year and a half starting, it's really going to start on April 20th, but it's already the the beginning. This is the little Blue's Clues breadcrumbs, breadcrumbs, breadcrumbs happening right now. And it's all about really understanding what you need, what you desire. And it is highly individualistic. But the thing that I want to just say about that 
it's so interesting because I just I've been hearing this from a lot like it's been coming into my sphere of reality really really intensely over the last couple of weeks if you're not working on healing yourself you you really can't do anything <laughs> I think people think they can I think people are like I don't got to work on myself I'm just going to go like be a social justice warrior I'm going to go be like a celebrity and it's like if you're not working to heal yourself like a being a self healer, if you're not every day being like, okay, this is a new thing that I have to apply consciousness to. It's not easy. I'm uncomfortable, but I have to get better at this because it's going to make my life better. And it's going to make everyone's lives around me better. That mentality is what this North node in Aries is truly on like the highest vibration asking us to do on the lowest vibration. People are going to be acting out just for the sake of trying to assert their individuality. And it's going to come from a place of ego, which is totally different than what I'm really trying to say here. What I'm really trying to say, and then the new moon in Pisces on the 20th, 21st, is so beautifully supporting, is how can I infuse my my self-desires, my, my Aries desires, my individualistic desires with like a godlike love agape like just deep universal love to everybody how can i love the community love the entire world pisces through healing myself north node and aries healing myself venus and jupiter and aries right now chiron and aries we're really healing our relationship to how we assert ourselves as individuals and there is a lot of trouble there because we're still navigating a late capitalist society, a late capitalist structure, as well as a patriarchal structure. And Aries is very, you know, typically associated with masculinity and men. And Chiron and Aries, the moment Chiron moved into Aries, the Me Too movement started, just FYI. And so there's a ton of healing work to do right now. And it's really big. And, and it's very uncomfortable for literally everybody. There's no, there's no group of people who are like, yeah, whatever, it doesn't matter. Everybody's really charged about how do you be yourself and still love the world. And that is a dance. And it really requires an immense amount of self-reflection an immense amount of self-compassion, which Pisces is really good at, I think, in a lot of ways, which I, I like this season for, about forgiving yourself and healing yourself. And also literally, like, I wish that when we went to school here in the West, I wish that in public schools they had a whole class on self-love. Like if there was literally, uh, you know, you go to physics class and then, oh, period three is self-love class where everyone learns how to like nonviolently communicate. And I know that like some Waldorf schools are like this or whatever, but like public school, if they were like, and this is what it's look, this is what it looks like to meditate and journal and like have conversations with yourself to figure out like maybe some nuances around trauma, like really dive into some deep psychology in a way that like gives people tools. That's what we need right now. That's what the what Chiron and Aries is asking us to do. It's to heal our relationship to ourselves so that we can really show up for the community. That's going to be Pluto and Aquarius coming up for the next 20 years. How do you show up for the community? The only way you can show up in integrity and power to the community is if you are every day, every single day, like a warrior, Aries, healing yourself, leaning into who you are and accepting who you are without judgment. You know, so that's really big. It's a lifelong practice. Uh, I know that sometimes like saying it on the podcast, like so easy. It's not easy. It's very hard. And it is the work that we're being asked to do this week. And there's so much positive potential to just put the prayer out there and just like, you don't need to figure out the logistics. Just put the prayer out there this week, especially at the top of the week. It's really juicy. 
I love this new moon. A lot of forward momentum here. And um, it could be two weeks of things coming to fruition, but also six months. Look for that full moon in Pisces. It's going to be rolling around during Virgo season of this year. Plant those seeds, baby. Plant the seeds in the new moon. I love each and every one of you. I truly do. The resident Pisces, closet Pisces in the closet right now, telling each and every one of you that I do love you. As every good Pisces does, love the world. And if you want to reach out, get a reading with me, or just rate the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, share the podcast with friends. Those are ways to support your in-house, in-closet Pisces. We've got guests coming up in the next couple months. I'm very, very excited. I'm going to try to keep rolling on these episodes as they come in. It's been a busy 2023 so far. Good luck as we all transition into like re-socializing. I am really excited to talk about March. So once we get there, just please strap in. It's going to be mm, so much fun to talk about March and April. They're the juiciest months of the year. And until then, take very, very good care of yourselves. You know how to reach me. I love each and every one of you. Say it one more time. And I'll talk to you next week on the World of Rex. Mm-hmm.